Across the Park podcast is proud to be sponsored by Globe Gas and Heating. For the best kitchen and bathroom renovations, boiler servicing and repair, and central and underfloor heating in the Northwest, head over to globecentralheating.com and quote Across the Park for a free quote. Hello everyone, welcome to the Across the Park podcast. Uh, we did promise you a, a couple of extras this week and this, this, this is the first of the two of them. Delighted to be joined by good friends of the show, Peter Kenny-Jones, author of a couple of books now, on your second book mate, so congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Well done on that one. <laughs> uh, and it's good to see that this time, unlike your last one, there's some acknowledgement to the Blues and very, very apt for us. Uh, the book's called Crossing the Park. Yeah. Didn't quite take our name, but you were <laughs> oh, close. Yeah. Your trademark to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I wish you were. But uh, no, listen, really looking forward to, to reading this one. Um, just for the, again, to get the first one out of the way, the book is out this Monday. Can't wait to pick it up. I was, I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to get my copy straight away, <laughs> but it's out this Monday. We will have, or you'll see along the bottom of your screen here, the, um, the website where we'd like you to get the book from. But before we go through, through that, talk us through the book yep. and, and I guess where, where the, the inspiration come from. Yeah, so, yeah, firstly, thanks for having me on, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously it's just about the players who are playing for both Liverpool and Everton. That's the, the long and short of it. Um, so obviously just 34 in history, starts with Liverpool's first ever game in, in 1892 and goes up to Conor Cody today. So it's basically just a history of, of Merseyside football in, in all of it and then obviously looking at each player and, and how it changes through the time. It's, de- it's, it's definitely one that's going to... You know, certainly interest and engage both sides of the park, as as the title suggests. But I mean, I even look at the cover, and Peter Beardsley, one of my heroes, and and he's certainly loved by both sides. And and but then you've got Avil Avil Xavier on the other side, and you're thinking, hmm, wasn't great for either club. And then there's Nick Barnby, and it makes me angry. And I see Rafa Benitez, and he makes me angry. Yeah. But it, it, it's such a, and and you know Gary Ablett, who's mentioned in one of your preview videos as well. I'm sure he plays a big. It, it's such a just as a, a divisive subject anyway, the, the two sides of the park, isn't it? But equally, as I've just alluded to, then, there's so many players in there that, that will love by both clubs. Yeah, well, I think Peter Beardsley, obviously, he's the, the man on the front cover because before the start of the season, I went to both grounds, asked 50 sets of fans from each club to rate all these players out of 10, so how much of a club legend they were and then how much of a traitor they were if they went to the other club after. Yeah, yeah. Peter Beardsley was the most consistently liked by both teams so I thought it was playing a safe bet to make yeah, it yeah 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 definitely but I think, again that shows that like you can do it the right way because there's a lot of people there like as you say Nick Barnby who I think I introduced his chapter saying here he is enemy number one so yeah I think that's how his feelings are and obviously Rafa's is very similarly thought of, of by, by Everton supporters but with people like Peter Beardsley and Gary Ablett it shows there is a way that you you can cross the park and you can be you know maybe not adored, but certainly thought highly of by both sets of fans, which is a rarity, and, and that's kind of what I wanted to look into. It wasn't just, you know, who are these people? It was, how did they do it? How did they win over the fans? How did they upset the old ones? And, yeah, just try and look at what factors are in play to make that happen. And it's also, I think, I think the, the other thing at play, yeah, and you've, you've alluded to the fact that you, you know, spoke to both sets of fans, Time plays a, a big part in how they're remembered as well, doesn't it? Because yeah. I remember how much I couldn't have hated Nick Barnby anymore, but then 
I've been in a slightly more fortunate position than most Evertonians that I've spoke to a lot of his ex-teammates and we've learned a little bit more about what the departure actually, you know, how it came about and, and maybe that it wasn't completely orchestrated by by Nick, but then some people saying it was. So it, it does change over time and I'm, I'm sure that some of them things come out in there. It's really, I'm looking forward to, to reading some of them stories. Yeah, well, that's right. Nick Barnby's obviously a massive one and, you know, he could have been burned at the stake by some other fans when he made yeah. that decision. And then, you know, and if you come out and publicly say, I want to play for Liverpool, then <laughs> I think you quite arguably it's fair enough if people yeah, want to do that game, to you. Yeah. So, and like it, going in through interviews with him, and he's saying like he got a police escort down Queen's Drive on the day of the derby when he obviously scored against Everton and, and didn't hold back in the celebration. Oh, no, so I think he understood that it, it was going to happen, but you know, it's. Not something he regrets. You know, you've always got to admire that because no, no, he's yeah. obviously got to burn bridges. And you know, Rafael, some again, someone similarly thought of. He did the forward for me, but he saying when I, when he spoke, he basically thinks of both clubs equally. He doesn't prefer Liverpool over Everton. He has equal respect for both. He couldn't pick an all-time eleven because there's too many good players to pick from. And whether you think he's trying to save face or not, I don't think he's got much face to save. So I don't no. know why he's saying it, but yeah, it's yeah. obviously. That's what he thinks. He saw it as a very professional decision to stay in Merseyside, and yeah. But then you again, you go back to a Nick Barnby there, and he's happy to say he made that decision, and it was the best decision for him. So again, it's neither of them are thought probably any worse than each other. They're both thought very similarly by Everton fans, but it shows afterwards you can have a, a change in um, an outlook on it, maybe, and just how how their legacy is going forward as well. Just to get, uh, I guess, a bit of a, an, in, I'm just, just me interested with an insight into the, I guess, the author's mind, mindset or state of mind before you went into writing this. Did you have a bit of a fixed idea of what you were hoping to get from all these stories, or was it just, I'm just going to explore this? Was it? Yeah, well, I think obviously, I was just because it's been so long. I think Sander Westerveld before Conor Cody was the last one, and then yeah. that's just an interesting one in itself. Who's forgettable? Yeah, because he's like it? a proper. I think most people just forget he ever happened. Yeah, happened. Yeah. But obviously he played twice for Everton and and you look at Connor Cody and again even him, although yeah, maybe it was he upset more Liverpool fans than Everton fans didn't want him coming yeah, yeah, in yeah. because like he was such a staunch red and then just nailed his, his blue colours to the mask, which again is fine. But it's just looking at how each of these players do these things and make these decisions was obviously something I want to look into. But in terms of when I was going through it, like there's a few people that started the book and in the nineteen thirties, played once for each team, and I'm looking at it and thinking, "How am I going to get anything out of this?" And then, <laughs> as soon as I go into it, like the, the one game they play, like it's just really interesting. All the stuff they did away from the pitch, and I think for me, they're some of the more interesting stories to play. The ones that, that like I'd never heard of before yeah, they did it, yeah. so I find it unlikely that many people reading it will have heard them before they go in. But you know, just because it's before World War One, and they played three games together. There's still a lot of interesting stories to come from them, which I think is 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 interesting and the reason why I did it. That, that's what I love about about books more than anything else, and particularly love like not necessarily autobiographies, but people books where you do get an insight into things that are not, you know, always broadcasted or in the or in the more popular media. And I, I love I love it because it, it just brings up loads of topics of conversation when you you know, go and meet your mates and you go ah oh, this boss story or about this <laughs> yeah. and whatever. So that that's the bit that. Certainly, in, in the case of this book, I just think it's going to be such a conversation starter for, for years to come, hopefully. Well, yeah, hopefully that'll be good, yeah. Uh, but you know, people like, like Fred Geary, who's someone who's still up there in the Everton scoring charts, he's one of like, the most prolific goal scorers. I think it's him and Gary Lineker, yeah. and obviously Dixie Dean are, are the three most prolific goal scorers in Everton's history. 
and he was working in a pub owned by John Holden at the time, the cabbage in Anfield. So you can just imagine, like Gary Lineker working behind the bar there, and you're coming in, and, and he's he's getting paid by, like, say, you know, John Henry today. He's working in his pub. It just it's just like you wow. can, you look at the stats of it, and obviously you just think of him as a footballer in today's game. But then you look at what they're doing away from the pitch, and you know he basically then um, like refused to get another job, and the Everton balls were getting embarrassed by the fact that their best players getting paid by the Liverpool owner, and it's just all things like that which you just never consider today would ever happen no, but mad, and then yeah as i say hopefully they're some as interesting as the ones that maybe when you pick the book up you're thinking oh looking forward to getting to the barnby chapter or whatever because it's a bit juicier and you know about it but then i think as i say each man is different from the last one and all the stories are all different and that that was something i enjoyed researching and hopefully when you read it <laughs> you'll enjoy it the same from a research point of view and, and, and this is not expecting you to dig anyone out or whatever was there any any players or any particular ones that you found it was so hard to get to get hold of or, or to try and trying to get hold of certain information? Yeah, well, obviously it's before the war is hard. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's so much stuff and the stuff that is out there is like there's not much, so it's been used quite widely. So it's trying to find a different ways in. Like, no, I tried to speak to as many players as I could. And obviously, I spoke to Rafa, I spoke to Johnny Morris, he spoke to David Burrows and. Fortunately, a lot of the, the modern players have spoken about this and whether they've spoken to a Liverpool podcast or an Everton podcast or whatever, or the, the, the magazines, yeah. programmes, whatever it is, they've given their insight on both sides of it. So it's more just like trying to compile it. So obviously the modern day ones, thankfully there was a lot more stuff, but as you went further back, it was hard. And like people like Dave Hickson, who's obviously such an Everton icon, and to find him talking about Liverpool was quite hard. But, yeah, yeah. but every time he did, he was very complimentary. So you can think he was obviously being careful that he knew he had a... Like a high regard amongst Everton fans, yeah. he was almost not probably not embarrassed, but tried his best not to speak about Liverpool because he was getting paid by the club, and course, yeah. obviously he was work for them up to to the day he died, didn't he? So it's maybe players like him and just after the war who didn't speak about it as much. But I think you know, hopefully I've done my job right and I've researched them all enough that there is enough of a story there about about each one. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. In terms of the, um, I get, I guess. Coming on to a little bit more of the modern day stuff, what and this is a bit of a strange question: which which set of fans do you think are going to be most <laughs> looking forward to this? Is it, is it because of your because of your I guess your other background? Do you think it's going to be more of a Liverpool pickup? Well, hopefully <coughs> it's, it's it's half and half. That's the, the reason. Yeah. It's no it's no deliberate effort to upset yeah, or yeah. appease anyone. I Look, think... just to, just to get it for our you know Peter is in a you know. Not just based on his previous book, he is a red, but more than anything else, you consider yourself. And if you if you do Google Peter's name, you look at his website. He, you know, he, he's a football, you know, a Merseyside, I guess, a Merseyside football writer, aren't you? Yeah. You write yeah. about, you specialise in writing about both clubs, really, yes. and, and you consider yourself to be a Merseyside football fan, but a Liverpool football yeah. fan. Well, that's what I think, but like, I, I think that's how it should be. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to read this book by someone who supported Arsenal. You know, yeah, you'd yeah, want them yeah. to have some kind of foot in either camp, and obviously. Yeah. When I was in uni, I wrote about Liverpool and Everton in the interwar period. And then when I did my master's, I wrote about um, Bill Shankly and Harry Catterick. And then I started my writing by writing for, for both sides. That's always been something that interests me. And Stephen Doan, who's the, uh, he's the curator of the Liverpool FC Museum, but when, he was one of the first people I spoke to when I tried to get into football history. And he said, you, you can't be you can't be tribal when you're doing mm. stuff like this. You've got to be open to it. And like obviously, I, I'm a Liverpool fan, but... 
I, don't, I separate that from my writing. Is there, any, the, is there any of the conclusions from you on any of these bits? So, like, there's, there's one own... thing that I, I was worried to write about, and it's, and probably something I'm eager to get feedback off what Blue says. Uh, when I wrote about high school and how that has impacted the the rivalry between yeah. fans today, because there's no doubt that the rivalry is nowhere near is that, is that, what is it was. That's that, 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 that so, so Kevin Cheedy, I do when he steps up, he's about to take his free kick. You know, when he did his famous mm. two finger salute to the cop. And then I break there and just pull off and go to, to Heysel and Hillsborough and the European ban and how that is all played a part in what it is today. And I, I've not done it with a red hat on. I've stood back and tried to do it. And I sent it to a few people on both sides and saw yeah. what they said. And you know, it's something that, you know, obviously it's a bit nerve-wracking writing because yeah, you, yeah. you know it's something that, that splits a fan base and will upset people. But I, I just try to get the most balanced view on why it's not as good today because I've got a thing at the end where I do all the stats and there's only been two decades in the history of both clubs where no players have moved between the clubs. And one was 1940s, which well bore, so well, you can expect. Yeah. And the other one was the 2010s. So obviously we've just gone through that before Connor Cody, obviously it happened since yeah, Sander yeah. Estival. So we're living through the worst period of the rivalry that, that's ever existed. So you've got to try and put that across. And yeah, that's yeah. not something you can do as a Liverpool fan or as an Everton fan. You've got to try and look at it neutrally. And you know, at the same time, it was interesting to see John Holden was a was a Tory MP and, and he was trying to show off around the city with the cup when Liverpool won the first ever Merseyside derby and like maybe if you're a Liverpool fan look at that you can go oh that, that's funny he's trying to rub the face in it but when you look at it you go hang on he's a Tory trying to show off what he's won in the city and then yeah, he was yeah. surprised when he showed it off in the Sandham pub and the pub got broken into and you know things like that so you can you can maybe take a step back and look at it more balanced but yeah yeah so it's <laughs> Hopefully, I won't put people off, but obviously, it's no, listen, something I've, I've tried my best to do. So. No, I, I appreciate that. It's a, it's, it's a very, it is a definitely a very, um, very difficult one to, to 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 broach in terms of where that where that rivalry's become more sour. Obviously, that our older followers of, of this channel and, and our podcast will know that we started off as a as a red and blue podcast. Yeah. When we decided to <clears throat> to just consolidate or to focus on blue, we lost a lot of the followers. We lost a lot of the listeners. We got a lot of criticism. You know, and 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 that that's absolutely fine. But even whilst do wear a red and blue podcast, you know, we'd still have our own opinions and, and whatever. And, yeah. But then we'd have to try and get it back to a bit of a a balanced ground. And that was a challenge every time. There was, t- believe it or not, <clears throat> there was countless podcasts we deleted because we were like, that's too much. We, yeah. We've gone over the top here. With, much, yeah. Like we 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 so argumentative about the way we felt about something and so passionate, and and maybe we'd used some choice language in there that we'd have to just. Can it? Yeah. I guess the benefit you've got, and I'm not saying that, that um, you've over-edited it, but to have that chance to go, okay, test test the water yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit, share it with some blues and reds, what do you think? I think generally people are honest about their feelings about it, and I think there will be some people, like it or not, who probably won't pick it up thinking, I don't want to go near there, because yeah. I don't want to read about them. Because <laughs> yeah. there are fans like that, but on both sides, that <laughs> don't even want to read anything that's got be, a yeah. mention of, of the other team in there. No, I understand that as well, and, and I've offered on my website, you can have a solely Liverpool or a solely Everton cover, so <laughs> if you don't want that on your bookshelf, you can do that. <laughs> but, but yeah, obviously, I, I understand the rivalry, and I think maybe by doing it, it just made me realise that, you know, as much as Liverpool and Everton fans right now are wrapped up in how intense this rivalry can be mm. especially when when both teams play each other i think it just shows how short-lived it has actually been and there's a lot of years of friendship that are now being tarnished by you know, 10 20 30 year rivalry no, that's gone through so and but just by doing it it just made me realize you know you go to any other city pretty much in the world and the two teams hate each other 
and we were a unique city where both teams got on. It's a derby day. You want to beat each other. You want to laugh at each other if you win. But at the end of the day, you're the same city and you come together for everything else, which I think on the whole we do. But no, 100%. It's, it, it is definitely getting worse. And that's kind of how I, I a little conclusion at the end. That's kind of how I finish it. You know, it used to be so special and so different and so unique and it's getting worse. And I'm not coming on here telling, asking all Everton fans to start loving Liverpool. But I just mm. think just once you read through it all, you do realise, you know what? It feels like so, so like it's lasted so long now, but it really hasn't in the context of the history of both clubs. I was going to say, yeah, it's just um, it started with John Holden calling the split, but from then up to eighties, nineties, whenever you think it started badly, it was pretty friendly. And like there's transfers in there where Everton have accepted lower bids from Liverpool and other clubs to help out the other team, and wow. now we can't even transfer to each other well, obviously the, stay, the whole one. stadium the Anfield thing originally you know what I mean? yeah, exactly, it wasn't yeah. done out of like oh let's stitch Liverpool up and <laughs> yeah. you know there was generally a, an opportunity to try to and help keep each other clubs yeah. in, the, in the same city yeah and it's, it's just yeah it's something that because my, my, my missus is a blue and just and like my my uncle is a, ma- is a massive blue but he's one of like the traditional Merseysiders where he wants Everton to win everything but he wants Liverpool to come second and I think that's that's definitely dying out and obviously, there's no doubt he's an Everton fan, but you know that it's just interesting to see how that's changing. And probably you give it another twenty years, it's more likely that everyone is going to be staunch red or blue, and they're not going to be coming together. I don't see it getting any closer. It's just only going to go further apart. I, I think, I th- yeah, going back to your previous point, that's where this context and this history is quickly becoming forgotten because social media has took over the, the internet, hasn't it? Whereas, like ten years ago, you could search for news and or whatever about Everton Liverpool, and you'd find maybe certain websites that would be more informative about the history and the culture behind it. Now, it'd be, you'd just be flooded by people's social media channels, wouldn't you? Kind of like giving their narrative on, on yeah. what, what's relative and what, what, why they hate Liverpool or why they hate Everton. Yeah. It's fine though, isn't it? You're allowed to, you'll have to hate the other yeah. one, but as I say, it's just, I just think we can, it's making it worse. And that's, that's why Crossing the Park, obviously, not just the name of the book, but I think Conor Cody probably will be the last one before... Haven't go to the new stadium, so it seems mm. like a point in time to do it. Because I think, as I said before, it's, I think the rivalry is only going to get worse, and he could be the last person. And obviously, not just ideologically getting further apart, but you know, locally getting further apart. There's going to be less mixing of reds and blues in certain areas. Yeah, on, I think we'll actually be now. closer to Prenton Park <laughs> as the crow flies. Uh, yeah, so that's the next book then. <laughs> which might well, we might be closer to the Tranmere in terms of leagues as well. Better time than the new stadium. Yeah, possibly. That's a dig at my own club. <laughs> Um, no, but but, but going back to the yeah, <laughs> I, I'd say it just so you didn't have to say it and twist the night even more. Um, go, going back to the the point about you know you you said about the, the different fan bases that we've got like like most mates have a WhatsApp group that's just got our mates in. There'll be blues and reds, and almost every derby, you know, regardless of, you know win, lose or draw, with the odd exception, we'll all meet up in town and we'll all have a drink and, and it's, you know, after we've had the, the banter about the game and, and, and arguments or whatever, just get on with being mates again. Yeah. You know? And, and I, you're probably a similar age, certainly similar generation to me. <clears throat> that's, the, that's the way we've grown up, but the next generation is in the one that's coming through now. As you said, I've not really seen any of that at all. It's just all been yeah. bitterness. And, and look, I'm not ashamed to say a lot of it has come from the blue side of the park because we've had no success in the, in the time that the generation before me has grown up. I haven't, you know, I haven't won anything since 1995, and I can remember 1995 very well. But certainly, people that are younger than me can't and may not have even been alive. That that plays a big part, in it, and, that, and that's the bit I'm <clears throat> I'm interested to kind of 
read in between the lines is as time's gone by how difficult that decision was or how easy that decision was and I'm guessing yeah. that the further you go back the more easy it was for them just going oh it was just joining a team of it and it was actually a, a better thing easier, than I was joining yeah. someone like yeah well I think that's why it's maybe confusing it doesn't happen more often you know you think you keep your kids in school you keep the same house as any just man as they as, all are having yeah, a job yeah. you think that's that's what that's what you'd want but it's strangely Abel Xavier he said he had to move house when he when he changed teams, I don't really understand where he went from or <laughs> two, but he said he had to change house because of the rivalry. But whatever. But you know, it's just we say it's just something that that, that is changing, and and it's just that obviously I, I wanted to look into by by looking at both clubs, and you know I think you look at ticket prices today that definitely doesn't help. You know, it was yeah. just nothing that you wouldn't maybe go and travel around the country. Obviously, a lot of people did, but you could go and watch the pool one week, watch Everton the other week, and obviously. You could do that with a five at each, or you know, even in modern day, it probably work even better because it's very not very often that Liverpool never play on the same day anymore. And if you had a five pound ticket, you could go either side. There would be a lot more people going, but you, yeah. you're forced to back I a side to, massively. I used to go when I was a kid. I used to go to Anfield and watch, you know, and watch the reserve games and stuff. And with the mini derby, it was like a yeah, proper yeah. occasion, and you you just go and enjoy the game and stuff. But no, I it's went to, I certainly went to Anfield many times when I was younger, but the ticket prices now, even if I did want to go to Anfield, would make it, you know, some of your, some of your t- tickets for individual matches are nearly more than my season ticket. Yeah, well, that, well that's, that, but that's another thing that's wrong, and that's why yeah. it's getting worse, because, mm-hmm. as you say, kids today, they're brought up and they can only support one team. They, yeah. they have to support the team, the dad supports and the mum supports, and then <coughs> you get less and less split families as well, because, you know, my dad and his brother support different teams. Yeah. Me and my brother support the same team. And I think, you know, if, if I was set for half kids, I couldn't imagine one of them supporting a different team to the other. So I think it's just becoming less pride about the city and more pride about your club. And yeah. for better or worse, whatever you think. But, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a sad thing, really, that that's yeah, happening. I couldn't agree more. And I, I'm looking forward to, to next week. Obviously, you've got the, the book launch on Monday, but a week on Friday, the 28th. 28, yeah. you've got the, the launch night, if you like, and yeah. just tell us about the night. You've got some unbelievable guests on the night, and yeah. it should be, should be a good one. Yeah, so it's Hotel Anfield, so I'll start off maybe upsetting a few blues with that first, but yes. Yeah, so, no, it's a good gaff. Well, it, I mean, the, the thought process was gaff. that's historically we're here. This started at Anfield, so that's why it's there. But Kevin Sheedy and Steve McMahon are coming, and obviously, you know, they're, they're both people who spoke a lot about their own clubs, but maybe it's not, not often you hear Kevin Sheedy talking about his his Liverpool memories as a red and Steve McMahon talking about his time as a blue but it's Steve McMahon disappointed he didn't make the cover <laughs> <laughs> he's there isn't he no yeah he's in the first oh he's a dog yeah, oh, guys. Yeah, yeah, okay. to get him on sorry, yeah, don't worry. sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll find out the night he, 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 he says, he, says he weren't going to come unless, <laughs> yeah, he, unless he got on the front I there just yeah, he's that with, one on yeah yeah but yes and them two going to come and obviously probably not happy this behind him yeah that's fine well if he signs a few copies I can bring him forward yes and them two are doing it and all the money that night's going to fan support and the food banks obviously Super. that's maybe a ploy by me to find something that's already bringing the two fan bases no, it's together tough. but obviously it's a it's a good thing for the city and, and again another reason that i think again why maybe not the reason why i wrote it which was about the players but as i got into it by bringing the city together which is what i think and that is what they've done better than probably anyone's done at anything and no offense to you no, themselves podcast oh, no, they have. They've, Absolutely. they've managed to really cut the divide and so by having them they've obviously going to come up do a little talk and all the proceeds are going to that we've then got like a live q a obviously you can ask both any questions they're signing stuff for me got music on foods involved in your ticket and i've got like a boss raffle with like you know 
afternoon tea for two at London College Works, the Radio City Tower. I've got like signed stuff, loads of things like that. And obviously, all the money, as I say, is just going to fan support and food banks, but you can buy the book there yeah. as well and all that. But I say, hopefully, just listen to them two talk about the others and even no, better I'm talking so those nights are always crackers and, and again if you can get said before oh, what it is a chance for all the lads to kind of get listen we can all go away we can all enjoy it it's yeah, Everton and yeah. Liverpool no, no, you won't find two people who will talk as passionately as those two will you know yeah. about both sides and, and certainly still nail the colours to the mass of yeah. who they prefer as well so two cracking cracking speakers there and um, just remind us as well how do we get tickets for for that night then what's yeah, the... yeah so the best probably just on my social media so it's peter kenny jones on everything we like that's that. on we'll that twitter one. and instagram yeah. and um tickets just on skiddle so if you've got skiddle and just write in crossing the park it'll come up there um and yeah and all that's the best place to get the book and all that as well it's just through my social media obviously it's on amazon yeah just just, that, just but... on that one and i won't expect you to say it. anyone who, who who uses amazon it might be very easy to use it's not particularly generous to the the author you know i'm not saying don't buy it at all <laughs> You know what I mean? But you'd rather you get it on Amazon than not get it at all. But it, I guess Amazon's for the wider audience. You'd much prefer if we're gonna if we're gonna be um, supporting scousers here, which is what we're, we're just saying, what we're doing this podcast for is please buy it off directly off Peter's website, or even better, get down on the night, get yourself a copy there, or get it on Monday as well. Um, or other than obviously a great great chance on the night to get it signed by a couple of the. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's the plan. Hopefully, I've got a got a few more coming up and I'm going to try and get Pete signed by as many as I can and maybe try and yeah. raffle it off or something eventually but yeah obviously you get two of them there's, there's not many living that you can still get so no, it's just trying or who are happy to do so so you can get that and um, yeah obviously it'd be great if you can do it I was just touching on the website thank you for that and um, obviously you can get the Liverpool and Everett cover and I've got like a little Get, I thought that was a joke. No, no, I've got it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get that. Yeah, so I'm getting printed, so you can get like you nice. can put the sleeve over it, and I've got um like a deck of cards of all the players. So like, I just think it makes it add to like you, know, you can get to know them maybe a bit better. There is pictures inside them all, but you know, just have that little thing. So that's all through my website as well, which, which is only there. Only there. No, I love that. that. That sounds like a good one for uh, Christmas nights when the cards come out. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Decent. No, love it. Listen, thanks for joining us, Peter. Really appreciate it. No Looking worries. forward to. So next week, looking forward to getting my hands on, on the book on Monday and read it before we get there on Friday so I can get involved in more of the banter. But uh, thanks again for coming on, mate, well, and uh, best of luck with all the sales. And yeah, Well you. done. Nice one. Thanks for having me. Thank you very Cheers. much.